Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hey, welcome everyone. Uh, Monday, March 7th, 2016. And um, we are here. I am Charlie. And I'm Eva. <laughs> Um, the mission of Corporate Talk is to make a difference in the world, in our lives, in our careers, even as one person. Yes, it is. Um, I have to just, first I want to say that uh, we had a really cool show last week. We did. Um, our guest, Dr. Jinadasa, mm-hmm. dialed in from Sri Lanka and, I mean, really lit us up with some really cool stuff and there's a lot more to come on that um, and we'll keep you guys posted but you can always go to the link go to talkzone.com the business channel click it and and uh, visit that show it was fantastic um, and we have a great show today we'll talk about in a minute um, you know I just I was just thinking um, briefly uh, when I heard our opening uh, were you concerned about your job concerned about losing it um, I think what I want to, I want to add something to that. Yes. Um, well, what are you going to do about it? How can you help make a difference? How can you help in your job or business to make a difference? Um, I think sometimes concerns get misinterpreted as how can I do what they tell me better? Right. And that's what people forget is that they're looking for you for innovation, right. not just for doing your job. Right. And that's one of the things that we've always noticed in corporate. It was, and it's also what changed our careers is when we started looking at things differently, it shifted for us because it's really about contributing to the organization, not just what the organization can do for you. Right. And there's no conspiracy. No. But they want you to step up. That's why you're there. Right. That's exactly right. Um, I think that's a very important takeaway. Uh, okay. So um, today... We have a really cool guest, um, and I just want to say that uh, there's so much hoopla around, well, around everything lately, right? Right. Um, but this credit score business, um, and of course the theme of our show today is how to make your credit score soar, but this credit score business, uh, it's almost like um, fear baiting. It is very much so, right, because it's just like, Big brother's watching you. If you miss a payment, if something happens, like everything can affect your credit score. So it's going to be interesting when we talk to Julie Murray about, you know, what is it that we can do to be, you know, as vigilant as possible, but yet, you know, still get a little relief from this whole credit score hoopla. Right. Um, so, okay. So uh, let's cut to the chase and bring in our expert. Yes. I would love to introduce our special guest, Julie Marie McDonough. Julie, you with us? I certainly am. Good afternoon. Hey, Julie. Hi. Welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Hi, Julie. Um, Hi. Thanks and, for having me on. Oh, this is really good because um, it seems like every time every guest we have just kind of comes on during a perfect time for right. us, right? <laughs> so, um, and we met a while back 
uh, Julie. And I remember when we spoke, you know, you were all over this because, um, and you were trying to say how important it is. And we agree. We get it. We get bombarded with this on a daily basis. So first, please share your contact information with us, and then we'll go from there. Your website. Your website, yes. Well, again, I'm Julie Marie McDonough, author of How to Make Your Credit Score Soar, S-O-A-R, which is available on my website at www.thecreditlady.info, I-N-F-O. You can also get it at Amazon or any other of the uh, book outlets as well. Excellent. So the credit lady info. Dot info. The credit lady dot info. Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, So, okay. So I just want to share this because this is a coach for us, right? Uh, We should go there, learn more, learn about Julie, learn about um, what this credit score business is all about. So um, uh, what got you into being a credit score expert, I mean, it had to come from somewhere, right? Absolutely. Well, actually, I have been in the real estate and mortgage industry for over 30, God, this is 30 years. And with being in this industry for so long, I've helped numerous people become homeowners by taking the steps necessary, and that was from getting them to um, clear up some derogatory credit recover sometimes from bankruptcies and, and short sales uh, to have them recover to become homeowners again. Um, some people who never, ever thought they'd have that opportunity, and uh, once I started uh, initiating a one-on-one consultation, um, they were the ones who said, Julie, you got to share this information with a lot more people because there's a lot of people out there who need this information. It's almost like it's hidden, and it's not as available as it should be. Um, I love it. I think it's great. And, you know, you mentioned um, 30 or so years, and I'm just spinning a little bit, and I don't know if this is off topic <laughs> or not, but it seems like you went from the SNL crisis back in the 80s or so uh, through the latest uh, uh, junk mortgage bundling crisis. Right, right. the economic crisis, which right. definitely targeted a lot of us in regards to our homeownership and possibly doing a short sale or a modification. And um, a lot of people really did not understand how that would affect them long-term. They were making very short-term decisions based on the economy at that moment. And um, I'm helping a lot of people now with my blogs, my website, my speaking engagements, um, how to recover faster, uh, what little things to do that are making a big difference in their credit scores that's allowing them to, um, you know, get back on track, get better rates and terms on the simple things like credit cards and auto loans, um, things that they were denied before. Uh, so these are definitely things we're going to talk about today that are going to help people, I think, your listening audience. Um, if they've had some challenges, get them back on their feet. And those of them who are, you know, doing well and making their payments on time, some of the tips I think I'm going to give today will allow them to, to see forward into maybe a 750 to 800 plus FICO score, which is going to benefit them even more than they're doing today. You know, and there's one other thing yeah, uh, that I just realized, right, Julie, in that 
So you take someone like me and you make me smarter, more aware, more cognizant and respectful of my credit score, which means then I will make better uh, loan decisions too. Mm-hmm. And I will, so it's actually what you're providing is helping the economy. It's actually making things better, right? Yeah, I, uh, I agree, actually. If you put it that way, um, educating you know, consumers in general of what's going on and how to look at their credit report, how to be able to address these small issues sometimes that come up that they let just, you know, linger on for, you know, six months to a year, how damaging that can be instead of aggressively just a- a- approaching it immediately um, is definitely, I think, helping overall um, people bettering their credit and getting it, able to do more things and not being so financially strapped. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, we depend on it, I guess, right? I mean, credit today. Um, you know, just a, a, a short, quick story. Um, a while back, I was relocating and I needed a car, and I was working for a big bank at the time, and my credit score was such that I couldn't get the car loan from the bank. Um, and they turned around and gave me a high-risk loan instead. And I ended up paying 20-something percent back then, wow. which was painful. Yeah. Um, and so, but my point is, I really didn't know how to fix that, right? Which is why we needed you back then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I guess, you know, as a start, what exactly makes up a credit score? Well, there are actually only five things that make up a credit score, and those are 35% of your credit score is going to be based on your payment history. So, you know, the credit lady says make your payments on time every time. Even if it's the minimal monthly payment, make sure that payment gets paid. So hold on, can I interrupt? Um, a payment is a payment. Uh, the credit score police don't say it's a minimum payment. They say it's a payment. Uh, whether it's the minimal monthly payment or you pay the whole thing in full. We have a lot of people now who are starting to understand that the next thing we're going to get to is how much you owe on your credit, you know, mm-hmm. credit cards. But as far as that 35% of your credit score is based on your payment history, for it to be a good credit history, you got to make that monthly payment. Uh, you got to make sure it doesn't go into collections and you don't go have people, you know, file judgments against you. So that's the highest percentage is 35%. So those who have some things on their credit, some derogatory credit, they're still 65% of other stuff. And mm-hmm. people don't even realize that. Um, So when you're making your payments, at least a minimal payment, if you have the money in the bank and you're having a hard time just making sure it gets in the hands of that, you know, debtor, make sure to set up auto pay or go online and get it done immediately um, and set that up because that will definitely help you in the long run make sure those payments are paid on time. But um, auto pay is more of a convenience and sometimes a benefit where you might even get a little quarter of a percent discount from the lender. but it doesn't necessarily have a credit score impact, I don't think, or does it? In other words, it, doesn't, it does not have a credit score impact, but the, I have a lot of uh, clients 
um, who come to me and say, I have the money in the bank, I just don't have the time in the day to make sure all, everything's paid on time. Yeah. And those are the ones I say, please, take a moment, get online, set up auto pay so that at least your minimal monthly payment, you can dictate how much you want to pay on a monthly pay, you know, basis, but as long as the minimal monthly payment is at least paid and paid on time, the credit rating and your credit score will reflect that good payment history. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes okay? sense. Okay. So then yeah. the, next, the next is 30% of that payment uh, 30% of your credit score is going to be based on the amounts owed. And it's also nicknamed, you know, the the ratio of how you how much of the debt that you have out at any given time. So let me give a really short example. If you have a $1,000 Visa card and you currently bought a couch for $990, you have 99% of that credit limit used. So you want to bring those credit limits, the credit lines, down to usage of about 50% or less to have a good credit rating and even lower if you want to have a great credit rating. Okay. Okay. So your utilization ratio, you want to bring that down as low as you can. And, and again, little bits at a time. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes that works out in your favor on its own because – if you're making those minimum payments at the least and you're staying in the lines there, exactly. you may get an, a line increase, which will uh, accommodate maybe that, what you just said, right? It'll, mm -hmm. it'll lower your debt ratio. Exactly. And, yeah. and here's a tip for your, you know, your, your listeners. If you have made your payments on time every time, and, you know, but you're strapped because your credit limits aren't really, you know, high enough for your usage, then turn the card over, call the 800 number, ask for an increase in credit line. The key here is now you're creating, you know, a higher workable balance. However, don't use it. Now if you can bring that $1,000 credit limit to 2000 and still maintain a 990 or lower balance, you're at 50% or less, you just increased your credit score by having a lower utilization ratio. Uh, yeah, excellent. Oh, this yeah. is really cool. Uh, Julie, we have a lot more to discuss. We have a lot more questions. We're going to take our first break. So please stay with us, everyone. Corporate Talk with Charlie, Eva, and special guest Julie Marie McDonough. We'll be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. 
Thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is segment two, and our guest today is Julie Marie McDonough. She's a consumer advocate, speaker, and the author of How to Make Your Credit Score Soar. And you can learn more about Julie at thecreditlady.info. And in our first segment, we were talking about what makes up a credit score. So this is really interesting because you always hear about payment history and about the the um the ratio of how much you owe is compared to how much you actually have access to. And we learned that 35% of your credit score is made up of payment history and 30% is made up of the amount you owe. And I have a question. We had a question about this at the break, Julie. So when you were talking about that, you're saying, you know, turn over the card and call the 800 number and see if you can get that credit limit increased. Now, if you go to take out an additional credit card, that can be a ding on your credit score, but yet getting an increase in your line isn't? That's that's correct. Okay. okay. So um, when we have 30% on the amount owed, what you're doing when you're increasing a credit line is they're doing a soft inquiry usually to see what else is going on in, in your credit life. And then they make a decision right there on the phone, you know, immediately mm-hmm. to let you know whether or not it's approved. And sometimes, you know, they may offer a higher amount. They may even offer a lesser amount. And on few occasions, if you know, if it happens that you're declined, you're no worse off for it. So you're, it's okay right. to ask. It is okay right. to ask. Um, the The next amount when it deals with the elements of a credit score Again, there are only five elements that make up a credit score. So we, we touched on the top two. And then 15%, number three, 15% is your length of credit history. So if you're like me and I've been around a while and I started acquiring um, credit cards since I was 18 years old, my length of credit history is beautiful. But if you're just starting out and you, you know, and you got an, you know, got one credit card or two, just the, the longer you have them and keep making your payments on time every time, that will grow. So don't okay. worry about, you know, making any changes there. But the the people who have credit cards who you feel really good about just paying them off and it's a good line of credit that you just paid off, don't cancel or cut up the card quite yet because you want to make sure that length of credit history, if you've had that card for, let's say, eight years and you've been paying on it and it's in good standing, just make sure that you don't put yourself in a position that you're losing 15% of your credit score because you just cut up that, that longest term of credit that you had. Mm. You want to make sure to look at your over, whole overall picture and make sure you're making the right decisions for each thing that you do within your credit. Now, you know, that, that is a really slick tip. Well, and if you're having trouble, you know, if you're spending, you're finding yourself spending – what Julie's saying is don't cut it up, freeze the thing, you know, yeah. put it in the freezer and water so you can't get at it like in that one movie. But <laughs> Yeah, don't carry it. Don't carry it around on your right. phone. Don't, you know, you, you, you're creating now this one card, and some in the fine print might say you have to use the card once every six months or a year or they're going to, you know, deactivate it. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you're, if your agreement with your credit card holder says that, you know what, use it for something smart, like getting gas in your car you're going to do anyway or going out to a meal with your significant other. Then when you get the bill, pay it off in full. Stick it back in the drawer, back, you know, somewhere in the house where you're not going to be using it. But once in a blue moon, 
so that you just maintain that credit rating and maintain that longevity of the credit history. Now, let's say, because I do have, you know, so I've been around a while, right, and I've got a really long history of credit. Your first card was issued on a chisel. That's enough. And um, (laughs) that would have been your card. And (laughs) and so I I have a card that actually has an annual fee that I really don't need anymore. Does it make sense since I have a lot of other credit, not a lot of other credit cards, but I have, you know, I have a good amount of credit cards. I have a long history. If I then decide to cut that card up, does Mm -hmm. that impact me? No. If you have other long established credit history, which it sounds like you do, Mm -hmm. um, not using that one that has an annual fee is not going to make or break your your credit score. Um, So no, you're you're safe to do that. And again, when you when you evaluate an annual fee, mm-hmm. you ha- you have to look at the whole overall picture. Um, but in most cases, I you know as long as it's a, not a brand new credit user, mm-hmm. it makes sense not to renew those type of credit cards because there's too many out there that don't have an annual fee, offer zero percent interest or a low interest rate. And, and you're not putting yourself in a position to have to pay them more money on top of your money that you're using. Right. And this was a card that this is a it's a Marriott card. And so I had used it when I was traveling a lot. I used it a lot. And so I got the points. So the annual fee at that point made sense. Plus, they give you a free night. Right. So um, it made sense. But now not using Marriott like I used to, it doesn't necessarily make sense anymore. There's other cards where I'm getting cash back on. It, it just makes more sense that don't have annual fees. Right. Yeah. You know what I was thinking also is um, because what you're saying applies to each card, right? Mm-hmm. How much do you owe versus what the line is, right? Mm-hmm. How old is this card and so on? Is yeah. there an annual fee? It almost makes sense to have like a, a credit portfolio like you would do an investment portfolio. Mm. So, and I know it sounds silly because people say, well, duh, <laughs> we do, right? Uh, so, but each one gets a different statement, but you really should try to keep it somewhere together so you could monitor it. Right. Right. And, I- and the other question is on that is, can you ask, can you turn over the card <laughs> and call and ask for a rate reduction? Mm. You you can do that. You can do that. There's a lot of people who are rebuilding credit, and they've been with me under my credit consulting firm, and they go, you know, clean everything up, take six months to a year sometimes, uh, depending on how derogatory the credit is. And, yes, I mean, the credit cards were granted to them when they had some challenges in their life, and now they're doing great. They've made their payments on time every time. Everything else looks good. And they do. They reestablish a new interest rate because now we're looking at a whole new scenario. And instead of just canceling that card, opening something new with a better rate, uh, they're choosing to do that. And it does make a lot of sense for people who have shown the repayment program and the process of cleaning up their credit and now doing much better. And and the, the credit card companies are very open-minded to doing that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good to know. They don't want to lose you. They don't want to lose you. You just paid them 29% on, you know, seven, eight thousand dollars for the last 10 years. You know, they don't want to lose you. They'd rather decrease the interest 
and yeah. keep you as a client than have and, to move forward with some other company and start it makes a lower sense. rate. You know, uh, you mentioned you do credit counseling or credit consulting. Is that something, is that a service you provide as well? Yes, that is correct. Um, and I guess that uh, is where a lot of the lessons learned comes from also that appear in your book as well and, and vice versa. So as a, if I was a customer of yours, um, I probably would walk away with that book, how to make your credit core score sore and keep it very close to me. <laughs> right. I, I have clients, um, who, who literally refer back to it over and over and over again. And I use real life scenarios in the book because the one thing that we've all learned is as much as we want to think that we're being picked on and we're the only one in this scenario and this is happening to me and why is it happening to me, it's happening to so many other people out there. And um, the more we realize, we're, you know, we all feel it in one way or another, and information like this and all the resources available in the book, uh, how to make your credit score soar, those are things you're going to use. If you're not going to use it this month, you might need it next month, or you might see something on your credit report that showed up that shouldn't be on there, and now you need some additional guidance. And this is a very inexpensive way to get some great advice from a professional who's been there, done that for many years, and have helped a lot of other consumers better their credit, getting those you know much better rates on car loans, mortgages, um, I've even seen it happen on cell phones that they're, you know, people are being turned down for a cell phone because you're literally financing a cell phone today. When you mm. walk into AT&T and all these places, they're running a credit report. Um, they're running a credit report when you are looking for employment. Um, yeah. So it is much bigger than most people think. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, right? So um with respect to every guest, right? Every guest that comes on the show is really good at what they do, mm -hmm. right? Um, but Julie, I don't think we have or I have seen anything in the market that provides what you provide in this book. I think it kinda it's a it's a unique product. Right? Thank you. Thank because, you. Because yeah, you it, I, I it, could have kind of stuck with just helping the onesie twosies get, you know, into homes here in, in California where I'm based. Um, but it was my clientele over years and years telling me, Julie, you got to share this information with more and more people. And uh, I, I really did take the additional efforts to make sure this book was going to give enough data and information to people so that mm -hmm. they would have a simple resource, something easy and simple to read. And literally, you can go to a chapter that, is almost dictating your life, your financial life right now, and be able to find ideas on how to make it better. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. That's great. So let's let's go. We have um, a couple minutes before the break. So we got through three elements. Let's go through another one. Okay, so the 15%, we just went through that length of credit history, so that's number three. And then we have 10%, which is your new credit. So those of us who've had credit, don't go out and look for new credit for 10%. Though, just the new credit that you're establishing is equal to 10% of your credit score. Mm. So when you go out and get a car, you're getting a mortgage and so forth, that's going to be applied there. And then the final 10% is the types of credit. 
So you're looking for a varied types of credit, like a mortgage, auto loan, credit card, student loan. Um, each one kind of has a little bit of a different weight to them as far as your score, but they're looking at the different types of credit available to you. So that's all five. So we have payment history, 35%, amounts owed on the credit cards, 30%, length of credit history, 15% of that score, New credit is equal to 10% of the score, and the final 10% of your score is going to be based on the types of credit that you acquire. Now, that's really interesting. It's great to have that breakdown because you always hear your credit score and you see your credit score, but you have just no clue as to what made that up. No, this is really terrific. So we're going to go ahead and take our second break. Stay with us, everyone. Our guest today is Julie Marie McDonough, the credit lady, and you can learn more about her at thecreditlady.info. And we'll be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on TalkZone. Okay, so this is really good. We're in credit school with (laughs) our special guest, Julie Marie McDonough, um, and we're learning what percentages of what make up a credit score. Mm -hmm. Um, We're also learning that, you know, you could not – need to pay close attention to the show, just go to the creditlady.info mm-hmm. and learn more about uh, Julie there and make sure you get a copy of her book, How to Make Your Credit Score Soar. Um, so this is really cool. Now, I have a couple of questions, uh, again, based on our conversation, but as always during the break, something came to me that I wanted to bring up, okay? Okay. Um, about, I don't know, a couple of years back, I was going through some interview process and I was kicking all their asses. I was doing great. Everything was cool. They flew me here. They flew me there. And they asked, then I got these forms about what is my credit score and my credit history. And, you know, I always say there's no conspiracy out there, but I got to say, I got really angry at that. Um, so I guess, but the question isn't, is it right or wrong because it is there? The question is, can that impact um, a career move or a job decision? Absolutely. I'll give you an example. I just had a situation where um, there were two applicants and the first applicant Got through all the series of, you know, interviews. Just what we need. Oh, oh, anal Andy paid all his bills on time. 
So go ahead, pick him. I mean, that's terrible, right? But anyway, you're right. Okay. But it, it, it comes down to two, it's down to two applicants. And the first applicant, you know, it yeah. has a 780 FICO score and yeah. is showing, you know, his credit, credit worthiness. And, you know, that's, that's something to be, you know, proud of. And then the second applicant made it to the same level and that's down to decision time and they both take a drug test and both pass that. So now it literally the final thing they're looking at might be that credit score. And yeah. if that second applicant is below that 780 or below, you know, six, because they had some challenging times because maybe they were unemployed before this particular interview, yeah. um, it's going to impact them huge. They need that job as much as the other guy who's got a 780 FICO score. Um, but when it comes down to like-for-like like candidates, they're going to be looking at everything, including yeah. that credit score. So yeah. it's something that people have to realize. We have to take this seriously. Yeah, it just goes just, to show you exactly We can't that. just shug our things and say, oh, you know, I'll deal with it later. You have to deal with it now. It's very, very important. You know, for the record, though, Okay, um, my my defense was well, anal Andy doesn't take any risks. You know, right. sometimes you got to take risks, <laughs> right? And and you know you got to deal with it. But I get it. And um, like I said, Julie, you were around 20 years ago. I think I think I would be a lot more financially stable. No, I don't think you would have listened. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think you would have done one thing in the book. So, okay, wait. So you mentioned something before as something called, and I heard this term, a soft inquiry. What is the difference between a soft inquiry and a hard inquiry? A soft inquiry is um, something that that they have got, gathered data to kind of pre-qualify you, for instance. If you're pre-qualified for a credit card, that's mm. considered a soft poll or a soft inquiry. Ah, if you okay. fill out an application requesting credit from, you know, C of A Visa or a Visa card, and they have to run your credit to see if you're credit worthy for the credit card and the limit that you're requesting, that's going to be a hard inquiry. And a hard inquiry can adjust your score, hit your score for, you know, normally between one, even zero points, but between one and five points. Um, I'll give you a little hint, though. If you're out looking for an automobile and you keep those inquiries together within a reasonable period of time, the way the algorithms work on the credit scoring systems it will at least only ding you one time instead of multiple times. Yeah, that so makes sense. People go from one dealership to the next dealership to the next, trying to find the right card that fits your needs. And in that process, they're all running your credit score to find out what's going on and if you qualify. Um, so just just be aware of that to keep everything tight. That And that's an excellent point. And I guess the same is true with a uh, mortgage, I would think, right? I mean, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Interesting. Oh, that's that's um, that's really good to know. So all of the mailings we've received from credit card companies or banks, those are based on soft inquiries. Yeah, because right. basically most of them are already getting those lists from either Experian, TransUnion, or Equifax, the big three yeah. credit bureaus. 
saying we want to have to send this offering to people who have a 700 or greater FICO score. And that, so, so basically, they're not pulling your credit personally. Equifax or TransUnion Experian is providing that as a, a mailing list, if you will. And so something they like know you have over 700. They're just not running it themselves. Okay. And something like Credit Karma is the same thing? Is that a soft? Because you see the commercials. Yeah, Credit Karma is a Credit Karma is a soft pull because you yourself, as an individual, you're initiating that that soft pull, mm-hmm. and you're not asking for somebody else to give you or grant you credit. Got you. You, you want to run that credit score so that you know how or what's yeah. going on in your credit report. Okay. Now, here's a here's a great um, statistic: one out of three consumers have errors on their credit report. And most of them don't even know they have them because they're not looking at their credit report. They're looking at that three-digit numeric, right? Yes. So people out there get wise. You've got to look at the credit report, what's going on in the credit report. Um, okay, that's so- what dictates what the score is. And so if you are blind to the credit report and not looking at your credit report to see who's reporting what, then all you're looking at is, is this three-digit numbers kind of roaming up and down, up and down, and up and down. So if you see a big dip, then now all of a sudden you want to know what's on your credit report. But you should have knowledge of that um, anyway. You should and where's the be best place to get your credit report from? Because there's so many different places you can get it from, or does it matter? Um, well, you know, the the federal government basically says the one and only true free credit report is at annualcreditreports.com, and that's where I would recommend people go to get their absolute free credit report. Wow, that's another great tip. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, I know Credit Karma is out there, and they're a great resource, and they provide so much additional data, but when it comes down to the place where you can get all three bureaus for free, so yeah. you can look at your credit report. They don't give you the scores for free, but you can purchase them when you go through um, annualcreditreports.com. So, yeah, you could really get it for free if you go to Credit Karma. I mean, even my credit cards now give mm-hmm. it to me. On the yeah. statement, if you would. Yeah. So, right. I, and you know what? You go into any bank and you say, hello, I would like a mortgage. And they say, have a seat. What's your credit karma ID? And they look right there before they even go any further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Sometimes it works against you. But, um, okay, and so of course, a couple- that's subject to change at any minute. So I have to, you know, uh, be careful because credit karma can change the way they offer the credit reports and scores at any time. But um, I find it a huge, wonderful resource for my clients. They love it. Right. They love watching their progress, they love being able to read on what little things that they can change and how much it's going to affect their score. Uh, again, a great resource. So, okay, so on that, I was going to ask, and it's kind of like an A and B. So you see something on the report. Um, how do you get it off if you don't think it's accurate? And how long does it take for it to come off? Each of the large three credit reporting bureaus has a dispute process. And what I recommend is if you see something on your report 
that is not accurate, you personally have the right to dispute that, that creditor. You can send a letter to the creditor, keep it short and sweet. They don't need to know huge, long stories. They need to know what's wrong with it and why you want it removed. Um, so if it's a hardship because they're messing with your credit score and it could determine your rates and terms on a new auto loan coming up, you need to make sure they're aware of that. Um, but you want to do a simple single-page letter disputing the error or misreporting, and you want to copy each of the three bureaus in addition to the creditor. So you want to start with the letter to your credit card company, let's say, and okay. make sure that I don't hesitate to make sure that all three bureaus know I'm disputing this. They reported, you know, a 30-day late to TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian, and I was never 30-day late. And right. so once you do that, now all of them are notified, and they will also help, the big three will also help track that dispute and make sure that things are getting corrected. So that's a huge advantage to a lot of our consumers is the process. And you can dispute online. You can write a letter. And the resources to addresses and phone numbers for all those bureaus are available in the book and, um, and a lot of other resources as well. Excellent. And knowing what I know now from you, Julie, I would determine if I see a dispute what the impact is on my score before I put all that time. And that would determine how much time and effort I need or how to prioritize that to get it off, right? That's um, correct. So, um, you know, I have another question. We're going to, I think, go to break soon. But um, how, I mean, I understand, you know, you're making payments, so your credit report can change, you know, on a regular basis. How does it go up? Does that make sense? How do I improve it if I don't see a dispute and I'm making payments and uh, I want it to be higher than it is? Well, that again, that length of credit history, just by having that credit card over time every month, it's, it's kind of trickling into that 15% of your score for the longer periods of time for each credit card, each account that you have that's building that credit score, right? And every time you make a payment, uh, it's going toward that payment history. So the, the progress that you're watching over time is being made just by keeping those accounts in good standing. So and of do, course, do, you want to see the biggest change, usually for most of my you know, clients, it's the amounts they owe on the credit cards. They're either increasing their available balance or they're decreasing the amount that they owe on each credit card. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes it, you just have to let the time mm -hmm. run its course. Right. Um, and again, How to Make Your Credit Score Soar is a great book. We strongly recommend it, and you can get it at thecreditlady.info. And we are going to take our final break, and we're going to come back with more. So please stay with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie Eva and special guest Julie Marie McDonough.
Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. I know I always say this, but another fast hour. Yeah, this one was good, right? It's really fast, yeah. Um, welcome back, everyone. Our guest today is Julie Marie McDonough, and she's a consumer advocate, speaker, and the author of How to Make Your Credit Score Soar. And you can get the book from thecreditlady.info, I-N-F-O. Um, also, I'm assuming it's on Amazon. I think you said that, Julie, right? Yeah, it's available at every book outlet out there. And uh, if you click on the uh, creditlady.info, uh, click on the uh, credit slash book tab, and it'll take you right to the book and how to order it. Okay, that's perfect. So we were just wondering at the break, what is the highest FICO score? The highest is 850. So it okay. starts at 300, and it goes as high as 850. Got it. And who is... Um, quite a range. <laughs> quite a yeah, range. It's quite a range. <laughs> and do you know anybody that has an 850? Um, you know what? I have people who have very close to that, but no. No, I don't I, I don't know anybody who has 850. Uh, just like 300 is really not uh, achieved by anybody. Once you have credit, it, it mm-hmm. basically starts at kind of a four or four fifty range, and then you know moves up from there. Um, but at at eight fifty, uh, that's that's pretty high. But if you have over eight hundred, you have an excellent credit rating, and you should be very proud of yourself. Thank you. As I look well, at so. Charles, <laughs> <laughs> I have the over eight hundred, <laughs> and we are very proud of you. Um, so I had a question and. I'm not sure if you can answer this or not. Is there a difference between business credit, so a credit score on your business, as opposed to a personal credit score? Yes, absolutely. So when you're dealing with their personal credit score, you're standardly dealing with, again, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax, and those scores would range from about 300 to 850. However, with business credit, it is a totally different scoring system. And Dun & Bradstreet is probably the most popular. And uh, their ranges are totally different with singular numerics. So we don't want to have to confuse everybody that. But if you're, uh, if you're a business owner, your personal credit does matter. In most cases, especially, you know, Schedule C um, uh, business owners and even LLCs, people are looking, the creditors are looking at your personal score first and foremost and your business even secondary. Mm. Got you. Okay. Okay, so that's good to know because I didn't even know. I thought it was on the same type of credit scoring, but it's a completely different way of scoring it. It's a different score. Yeah, correct. So then let's talk a little bit. Let's go back to personal, and let's talk about identity theft. We have about, I don't know, Mm -hmm. six, seven minutes left. 
you know, if you look at your credit score, all of a sudden something goes south and you see that someone may have taken your identity, where do you even begin with that? Well, I think what you need to realize is so many people get challenged by identity theft, right? Yes. So um, I'm a culprit of it, unfortunately, oh. um, more than once. And I was blessed with the credit card company calling me and asking me if I was using a card in, I believe it was, I was in Las Vegas at the time, and they asked if I was using a card also in Florida. And I'm like, no, uh, you know, I'm not in California right now, but I am in, in Las Vegas. And they said, we just had a charge from Florida. It looked a little odd. Um, we're going to turn off the card, and we're going to issue you a brand-new card. So luckily in my case, it was caught immediately. And a lot of people, they don't realize until they get their statement. All of a sudden, there's a, a huge difference in their credit card bill, and that's when they start. When you ever feel like you've been a victim of identity theft, there's several things that you can do. Start with notifying the credit card company immediately. Okay. Um, once you let time fly, they will cover you less and less believe it or not. Mm. So you want to notify them immediately, and then they will turn off the card, and they will give you issue you a brand-new card. I know it's inconvenient, but it's a lot better than having someone continue use of your card. The other thing is once they can identify what charges are officially not yours, then they will credit those amounts so that you are not due, you know, uh, put in a position that you have to pay a debt that you didn't have. So that's a great thing. Um, you can also file a police report, okay? This is a crime, and you are being a victim of a crime. So if it is a, you know, something that you're trying to work with a credit card company, it doesn't, and, or they want a report, you have the ability to um, call your local police department and have a filing done. Uh, for this. Now, with with what you were talking about, I've had that numerous times. I don't know how many cards I've had to cancel because I've, I've even one time someone, they used my own address and sent me vitamins. Like they grabbed my credit card and they sent the vitamins to me. Like it didn't even make sense, right? Like why am I getting these vitamins? And then I realized someone had taken my credit card. Same thing with QVC. They got into my account in QVC and they sent it to some other address. So, all of that, but isn't there also like identity theft where they actually grab your social and start opening cards and you may not even know that you've got anything outstanding because it's not on your, it's not on a credit card that you own. Someone's opened it in your name. Correct. And, and then that's a whole nother ballgame. It is a whole nother ballgame. That's why it is so important for people to look at your credit report periodically now, you get one free credit report annually. So if you haven't looked at a credit report in a long time, I suggest you get one from each of the credit reporting bureaus for free, mm -hmm. and then going into your second year, 12 months, don't get all three at one time. Get one the first quarter, the second the second quarter, and the third the third quarter. That way, at least now, you're getting free credit report every quarter, and you kind of have an idea what's going on with your credit. 
or, again, a great resource, Credit Karma or something they're like, where you have the access to checking your credit or making sure something like this isn't happening. And then you'll know immediately and you'll be able to stop the usage and start the process of um, hopefully capturing this person. Right. And does it make sense to have something like a LifeLock or one of those other services? I know I got something through because I was on Anthem and they sent me, I don't think it's called LifeLock, but it's something like that. It's some kind of credit protection. Yeah, and there's LifeLock and there's a couple others out there. Um, That is a service for those who literally want someone else watching over your accounts, you know, Mm -hmm. and seeing if there's any activity or weird activity. Remember, your credit card company's covering you and protecting you anyway. And as long as you ca- are catching these things, notifying your credit card company, then you're, you're doing your due diligence. Um, but if you feel you need that extra protection, certainly. Again, it comes at a cost. It's a, usually a monthly fee. Um, mm. But then they, they have that extra means to protect you as well. And I Especially am always amazed. It happens more than once or twice. Yeah. Um, if, if this happens to you more than once or twice, that's a great option. Yeah. And I am always amazed at how the credit card companies do call me for something that, to me, doesn't seem that weird. But for some reason, they know that there's something suspicious. It's not a high about amount it. or something. And they call yeah, it's anyway, just, yeah, and right. it's not necessarily an odd place that they bought it from either, but somehow they know they have that algorithm and they if, figure it out. If you get hacked and your credit card company cancels your card and issues you another one, does that go against your credit? No, it's, it, it's not showing as a negative mark on your on your credit. Okay, no. okay, that's perfect. Well, Julie, thank you so much. This was an absolutely great show. It was so informative. I really learned a lot today. Right, and whatever we need to know, how to make your credit score soar, thecreditlady.info. That's where we go. Yes, yes. Absolutely. absolutely, and click on that credit book um, link and get Get on that blog and new information showing up every day. Yeah, excellent. Excellent work, Julie. We, uh, thank we you so really much. Loved it. Yeah, thank you. We really appreciate you sharing all your knowledge with our listeners. Yes. Absolutely. Bye. Okay. Take care. Have a thank great you. night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Really informative book. And once again, everyone, it's thecreditlady.info, and the book is How to Make Your Credit Score Soar. Julie Marie McDonough, another great show. I would, you know, if you're having issues with your credit score, that's the place to go. Um, it was fantastic. Um, I, I agree. So thank you, everyone. Have a great week. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Yeah, I got some reading to do. Bye, guys.